Welcome to Dropping Wisdom with Santos. And today, my guest is Sarah. Please introduce yourself. Hey, guys. It's Sarah Marie, also sweet face makeup artist. Okay. The topic of today is going to be professional makeup artist. Okay. That being said, why did you get into this profession? That's a good question. Um, it kind of happened naturally. I've, I was always that girl that did everybody's makeup at prom and high school and homecoming. And so it's just always been naturally in there. Um, and I, yeah, just cause I'm naturally good at it. Okay. Um, where did you go to school for it? I actually, I'm completely self-taught for, for makeup artistry, but I just graduated from the Miracle Beauty Academy with my permanent makeup license. Okay. Now, with the license, you don't never have to renew it? I do. Every two years. Every two years, you have to renew yeah. it. Yeah. Let, let you're asking me all the state board questions. No, I'm not going to ask. Yeah. I no, might have to ask you good. No, it's good. Okay. Like, oh, so, wait. So, so when you renew it, you have to take another test or anything? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. That sucks. How much does it cost? I don't know no, yet. No, no, no yet. Okay. I don't know yet. To renew for hair, it's about $80. Yeah, that's what it's it costs. Every two years. Like $86 or something? something. Yeah. Okay. Now... Do you do weddings? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do phone consultations? Yeah. Okay. What brand of makeup do you use? All of them. All of them. <laughs> there's too much, and there's too many being developed by small business women, which I love to support. So there's too much development happening to just pick one brand and stick with that only. I love to experiment and explore the brands and try things. Okay, um, how did COVID affect you? Um, how did it affect your profession? It, a year? lot. A lot. Uh, in 2020, I lost like 35 weddings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty painful. I'm lucky enough to have a husband who has a great job. So um, it, was, it was a financial loss. But once we started opening back up again, and this year has been a flood of business because everybody that couldn't get married last year or, you know, in the spring, then like, screw it. Let's just do it. So when were you um, start? When did you start doing makeup again during the pandemic? Because like, um, July of last yeah. year, huh? Yeah. Well, I have a question for that. It was a very gray area, so... Yeah. I don't know what we want to talk about legally for that. Oh, that's okay, because I was just wondering, because when I got my... When I was getting my, my hair cut, yeah. the barber isn't allowed to shave my beard. Right. So I'm like, how were you doing able to do the makeup? It was very difficult and it was very tricky. I don't think technically we were allowed to be doing it. Um there were, I feel it was like, very gray. There were some strict rules, though, that I feel like the we the, totally abided by. Yeah, the the company we get contracted through a lot for weddings, um, in the contract set out a lot of rules, and it was like the makeup artist obviously always had to be masked, and then mm -hmm. the person who get, was getting their makeup done had to be in a separate room, so you know to minimize contact and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, have you ever done makeup? On, on dudes? Yeah, I just did yesterday. Okay, is their skin different 
than women's when you do the makeup? And if so, I mean, how do you work around facial hair like that? Um, well... Is that a stupid question? No, that's not, a, no that's not okay. a stupid question. I am all for men wearing makeup. It's... It, I don't think only just trans men or gay men should be allowed to wear makeup. I think, like, women get to disguise ourselves and enhance ourselves so much that, like, why can't men? But men do have thicker skin um, than women. But the in, in terms of applying makeup... Uh, depends on what the guy wants. If yesterday he was just, it was a pirate themed wedding, but he was being, he was the officiant and he was Robin Hood. Um, and so he just did like a nice, natural, very uh, perfected look. It didn't really look like he was wearing makeup. Hmm. Um, and I think that that look is really beautiful on men. We're just like, let's even your skin tone. Let's, you know, fix your eyebrows and put a little glow on you i think i love that look okay i'm gonna ask you some questions about makeup yeah okay now from what i understand certain labels say animals weren't harmed mm -hmm. in, in the process mm -hmm. how how are they harmed some companies um test their products on animal skin um monkeys and rabbits a lot um and rabbits rice. Mm-hmm. Rabbits oh. are a big one. Wasn't for a long time, like, um, certain makeups also use, like, animal ingredients? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of brands still do use animal byproduct as a filler. Um, so when a product says that it's vegan, that means that there's no, like, sometimes they'll use, um, a fat to kind of fill the product, um, like you're making a crab cake, you get all that filler. You don't want that. Anyway, so that's when a product is vegan, you, you know that you're not getting any animal byproduct. So it's not like they're using like rabbit meat or something. That's just the, you know, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's animal byproducts. Okay, so if it's, okay, so where does like makeup come from? Like a flower? No, makeup, well, it can come from flowers, but it comes, a lot of it comes from minerals and rocks and um, different things found in the earth. Uh, a lot of foundations use clay, actual clay, like from a river basin, something like that, um, mm. or mud. Um, very obviously, very pure, very cleansed, um, but those end up being really good foundations. Okay, what does mature skin mean? Just uh, as we age, our skin starts to thin out, um, and that's very normal. But because of that, we lose a lot of our collagen and elastin, the stuff that makes us plump and looking healthy. And um, so, that, so as we thin, then all those wrinkles kind of set in, into your face. Uh, and so it depends on your age, depends on your sun exposure, uh, mature typically means mom or grandma, auntie, Okay. that age range. Well, where, where are you located? Where am I? Mm -hmm. I'm mobile. You're mobile, okay. Yeah, so I come to my clients, um, but maybe that won't be for very much longer. Hopefully by the end of the summer I'll have a studio. Okay, do you accommodate, like, so you mainly do, uh, you do a lot of weddings? I do a lot of weddings. Okay, so... I was so usually doing most of the time the bride and the bridemaids. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the parent, the moms of the 
people getting married. Okay, what are your policies when you do that? Do you allow kids around there when you're doing that stuff? Yeah, it's real life. Okay. Yeah. Um, what happens? Do you like want a, a down payment? How, how, how do you charge? How do I charge? Um, I like for everything to be paid a week before. So a full 100% paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a week before. Some people say two months before. Some people a month. Half of it. You know, I just... It depends on the artist, but I like a, a at least a week before. I think as I get busier, um, I might extend, you know, make that further back um, so that I can make space for other clients because, you know, if I'm taking... If I'm taking a day for you, um, but then you end up not paying me or something, then I will have, and this has happened a couple times, um, then I turn somebody else away. And then that original booking cancels or they don't pay or something wild like that, and I miss business, you know? So I, I need the money beforehand. Okay, and um, how do you charge? you charge, like, per person? Mm-hmm. Oh, it depends. Per hour? Um, it, it depends on the event. Um, for weddings, it's typically per person. And if they want to bring me on for extended beauty, I call it on my website where I stay through the, you know, the cocktail hour and be the bride's assistant, basically, then it's $300, you know, additionally. But... Um, yeah, typically it ends up being per person. I have a couple services on my website where it's like an all-day thing or, um, you know, you, like a girl's night. I'm doing one tonight, and that's by the person. But then there's also, at a certain time, it just gets to an hourly rate. Okay, um, and yeah. tell, tell us what the website is. Sweetfacemakeupartist.com. Okay. My whole and name is spelled out. you have your whole portfolio mm-hmm. on there, too. Okay. Yep. That's great. Okay, now I have um, a couple other questions here. Okay, um, what if they're late to us, uh, your your appointment? Like, if they're late, do you charge them ex- like after 15 minutes? Yeah. You, is there any extra charges? Because that kind of puts everything behind your whole schedule, correct? Yeah, it typically ends up not being an issue for me because I'm doing weddings where we're all together anyway. Um, I haven't had to charge anybody a late fee yet, but... I'm not opposed to it. If, yeah, over 15 minutes, I think I'd start to have to charge. But I just, I just haven't had that luckily yet. And generally, the time schedule is is up to you. Clarify that with the bride beforehand, so it's really mm-hmm. her. It it's pushing her back, not necessarily right. you every time. So there's motivation on both ends mm-hmm. for okay. everybody to be on time. The lady chiming in is Cheryl, but she's going to get her time to shine on her own her own episode too. So it's good I for her to chime help. in. It's I good, it's good for her to chime in as well because you two actually work together on weddings. At we weddings yes. too. Yeah, we okay. often do. Okay, now um, how do you um do you do um different um different ethnicities mm-hmm. and how do you use different makeup because of that different skin tones or how do you how do you work with that uh it's not a different process no uh-uh what it's... if someone at least they're gonna ask us this is a man question mm-hmm. what if you know someone's just ugly <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean hey I'm, i mean how do you right. what, what are you gonna do like right. I, I could put all kind of pound, pound of makeup on you but ugly is ugly 
what do you pound of makeup isn't gonna make anyone look good first right yes. yeah because that's what i was i was talking exactly. to my daughter about that like you walk through like uh through the mall and they have those or alt or whatever you see them putting up this makeup on i'm like that that you know, more natural look. It's beautiful. All that that makeup on. So like, as a, as a dude, you're you're right in line with your with your species. <laughs> yeah. All men say, "Oh, I like the natural look." Few and far between do husbands say, "Like go all glam, get go crazy." Like husbands, men are like, you know, they don't want a lot of makeup, but it, we don't wear makeup for for men. Um, we wear it for ourselves and for other girls, actually. But and does the, a pound, the more doesn't equal better or more beautiful. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. But I love glamour and I love a full face of makeup. But, I mean, like, I'm barely wearing any now. And I'm totally fine with that. And I, I think everybody should be okay with just a little bit, you exactly. know? Okay. It's a self-confidence issue. Um, and, but but more if you know someone's not, doing a photo shoot, do you put certain type of makeup on yeah. after someone's doing a photo shoot? Yeah, it's always a little bit extra because um, photos tend to bleed out your color. So um, I always... People who never wear makeup, they get their makeup done. They're like, whoa, this is, this is a lot. Because they don't wear anything, but for the flash, for photography, for all day wear, you needed a little bit extra to last and to also look how it looks in person in in pictures. Okay, so okay, another question I have is like, how are they supposed to uh, like tip? Mm. Uh, like you would any. Like is it twenty percent like a server bartender? Any service that you're getting, you should tip twenty percent. Twenty percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now I have some other questions here that I have no idea what they mean. Okay. okay. Like, what does uh, foundation do? Concealer, eyeshadow. Could you break it down like mascara, blush, and um, bronzer, mm-hmm. highlights? What do they all do? Yeah. I don't know. This is fun. Um, okay. So foundation evens out the skin tone and the texture, typically. That was my daughter's question. <laughs> <one of them. laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Um, it can be light coverage. It can be full coverage, um, just depending on the person's application and the brand, the product that you buy. Um, foundation is that. Okay, so concealer will help with some trouble spots, under eye bags, breakouts, just any issue that's a little bit you want better coverage on. Um uh, okay, so blush gives a lot of life to the face and dimension. Highlight makes cheekbone areas pop. You want to add a lot of light to areas that you want the person to see first or you want to see first. So cheekbones, inner corners of eye, brow bone, above the lip, the tip of the nose. I mean, there's several spots that you can put it so that your face looks a little bit more dimensional rather than flat. Dewy skin, alive skin is is looks healthy. Um, so you definitely want to look alive and healthy with your makeup application. Lipstick, I mean, adds color and drama. Mascara really opens the eye and draws attention to your eyeballs. Um, shadow is just fun color to play with. You can create shape with eyeshadow. 
If you have eyes that are really set far apart, you can change the shape of your eye and make them look like they're closer together and vice versa. Um, eyeliner defines the eye and emphasizes them, makes them bigger or smaller, depending on how you, whatever you want to do. Mm, okay, I have another question. Okay. Yeah. What else? Do you do you find yourself working on eyebrows differently if they've been microbladed? For sure. Why? If How? they're if they're done well, microbladed, then I don't have to touch them. I, my my wife talked to me about that. I had no idea, and mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. I think every woman should microblade. It's just I, about I think it. I think it's She's great. She's my first client. Cheryl's my first. client. You microblade? Mm-hmm. I just graduated with my tattoo license. My permanent. Oh. Okay, because okay, I see she was soon because my wife is, is thinking about doing it, and I'm seeing these pictures. I think, why wouldn't every woman do this? Right. And how long do they last? Like a couple years? Years. I'm... It's permanent. It's a tattoo, yeah. but because the skin sheds and is constantly renewing itself on your face, they're not forever, forever, but it is. It's permanent. Yeah. Yeah. So That's... it tends to. You need a little bit of a touch up at about two, three years, typically. And what's the initial cost for that? Depends on the artist. Okay. But hundreds. Okay. Okay. Now, with your um, one more question for you about health-wise. Yeah. Obviously, you're on your feet a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you take care of your of your feet? Like, you wear a certain type mm-hmm. of shoes? Because I've had a lot of foot injuries, have- so I'm always like, I'm always gelling with Dr. Scholes and stuff I like that. I need to. I... You're going to get that question too. I definitely <laughs> need to, but you know what is is good shoes. Just like you just have to have good shoes, and when I don't wear good shoes, I absolutely feel it everywhere. But the biggest thing for me is my is back pain. Yeah. Because not only am I my feet, I'm bent over, mm-hmm. um, and people and to. To it, I always tell people, this is very intimate because I have to, like, get as close to you as possible, which is why COVID was a nightmare. But so You're basically motorboating all the time. Right. So if people, <laughs> if people are sitting in front of me and their knees are together and they're sitting back in the chair, I'm bent over almost mm. at, like, 45 degrees, right? So it's, like, very painful. By yeah. the end of a long wedding, that whole night, I'm done. Like, Do you think about maybe getting some type of a back brace for that? Do you, yes, do you but take I'm care 33. of your hands? <laughs> I mean, but, 33. But if, but if you start taking but care you're of that so now, right. you're so you right. You won't have that long term. Do you have I, anything for your hands? Like, do you get your hand, you know, like My hands don't my, ever hurt. They, don't, they never cram, no, no, no cramping with no. that? No, I've been doing this for 13 years. They're, it's built in there now. Okay, they got but that. But the back is not. But you, but hairstylists do a lot more with yeah. their hands. Okay. Now we're coming to the end of the podcast. You want to have? I'm going to ask you three more questions. Yeah. One. And actually, when I do permanent makeup, that's going to be a whole nother thing, and I probably will end up wearing a little wrist brace or the grip. Yeah, the mm-hmm. grip, and I, it's like three, four hours straight of. Okay. You know, so that I will need to start doing okay. stuff for someone that's on the bubble of not sure who who should be their artist makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Drop wisdom for someone. To convince them to go to you. Okay, so talent is one thing. I know I'm talented, but really it's about what I can give to your spirit and your heart. 
which I really bank myself on is that this is a confidence issue makeup. So I want you to, even if you come in and you know you're the baddest bitch in town, when you leave, I want you to feel that even more. And if you have no self-confidence, I want you to have a little bit, even. You know, so it's, I want you to buy our therapy session almost, you know, because when you sit with me, I want you to feel really beautiful, whether you're going full glam or you're just doing a soft little touch, touch, touch here. Um, when you're picking an artist, you really are, are picking the person. Just like any service that you have a plumber come, somebody shows up to your house and they're a piece of crap, and then somebody else comes and they connect with you, they look you in the face, they present professional, you're going to go with that guy. Even if this guy has more work under his belt, you're going to feel more comfortable trusting the other guy. So that's the same with me as an artist. If it's, I can add to that, Sarah is your number one hype man forever. <laughs> Not only that, when she does your makeup, I had the pleasure the other day, she will look at you like she birthed you and like oh. she loves you so much <laughs> when she's I do. doing it's, it. It's, it's like a, it's a moment and I'm just really grateful that I have that in me. I don't try to do that, but it's something that I've seen that I can actually brand myself on because mm -hmm. there's such saturation in makeup artists and hair artists. And so it's like your wedding day is so hectic. You need somebody to, to center you. Yeah, you do. You do. And I've had people cry in my chair from having just a moment to breathe. I've had women cry because they've never seen themselves as beautiful. I mean, that happens a lot. Like I have chills right now. Like it's, it's an honor and, but it, it's something, and it sounds so cheesy to be like, I'm going to make you feel so great. But really, it's what, it's what happens mm -hmm. um, with a good artist. I, I would hate to, on a wedding day or some day that's important, a boudoir shoot you're doing for, you know, just like these things or film, um, when it's really important for you to feel good too, is you're going to look good, period. You're going to look good. But I want you to feel like that too. Okay. What kind of wisdom can you give to someone that's thinking about getting into your profession? Practice. Practice, practice, practice on everything, on everyone. Um, and just try it. Just try it. Try And practice when you're not in a rush. Practice when you're not going anywhere. Um take lots of pictures of yourself in different lighting so you can see how your technique looks in photography because that's the whole Instagram age. We're doing everything for the gram. Um, and get connected. Like, throw yourself out there. I hate doing free work, but it really helps to network. Okay. Now that we're done with the topic yeah. at hand, it's time for the Santos signature questions. Okay. Okay. There's only two of them. I'm down. Okay. Have you ever witnessed a UFO or alien? <laughs> uh, I wish. Okay. So you'd be surprised how many people on my podcast have, quite honestly. Another question. Have you ever witnessed a paranormal activity? Have you ever yeah. Seen Please tell me the one that sticks out to you the most. Uh, I was in Nepal. Nepal? Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, a guy I was with, not romantically with, this at this school, um, 
became demon possessed. What? Mm-hmm. Sarah. <laughs> he what? became how? How was that? How would that happen? Um, was he messing with a Ouija board? No, he... we were. It was a, a Christian um, school, and we were doing some spiritual warfare. Uh, so that's a whole belief system that a lot of people don't have. But What's spiritual I, warfare? So God made us, in my belief, with a spirit, right? That's eternal. Um, and there are these things, paranormal activity, that are happening in the spiritual realm that, you know, we're physical, so we don't see them all, obviously. But I believe that there are things happening around us in the spiritual realm um, and I think crossovers can happen. Why not? I think the universe is too big and God is too big to limit that, that there wouldn't be any kind of connection between the two. Um, so there's, uh, this is, this is way, this is a long conversation, but when you're fighting against things that are in the spirit, let's say generational curses can be something that or abuse or something something can happen that is not just that person choosing that they can there can be a spirit about somebody right and so you're fighting that spirit not the person spite that that it's almost like a mindset but in the christian world we call it a spirit um anyway did they conduct a, uh, an exorcism yeah we did yeah did it, it took work? five hours the kid was a hundred pounds, and it took six of us to was hold him down. Out, did he spit out a nail? A nail? Because you know, during some exorcisms, no, they spit just... out like the nail that represents the nail of, of the cross of the no. Jesus. What? You never heard of that? No. Did he, he? Was he speaking in tongue or anything? He was speaking in different languages. Languages that he doesn't speak. Right, and in voices that he didn't have. Like different tones, like for hours. Like and you didn't say I'm out. No, because I'm. She's there for I that. Grew that's, yeah, that's, that's the purpose. Yeah, I mean, and I grew up around that. For that, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he okay afterwards? Yeah, very, very tired for days. I would imagine. So, but any any bodily fluid? Um, did he? I mean, just a lot of sweat and spit and throw up. Yeah, just. Did, did he mention any uh, a demon that was in him? It was. He was talking about the principalities over Nepal. Okay. So it was like big, you know, like not like or any, no, not legion or anything. Not that specifically. Okay. Just I don't even remember all the things he said. Oh, that's this crazy. I wasn't expecting this. Neither was I. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, multifaceted. Um... <laughs> Very multifaceted. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and please tell everybody once again your Instagram page and your website. Yeah, um, you can look at both Sweet Face Makeup Artist. Uh, for everything. Everything is that name. All right. And don't forget to microblade, bitches. (laughs) We out.